Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sight for Sword Ice. My name is Austin Roberts. And I'm Michael Hanson. And we are here to talk today about two prestige classes, uh, the Duelist and the Dwarven Defender. Uh, Michael, have you ever played either one of these? I haven't. I, I think I've played something close to a Duelist, looking at it. Um, but I don't ever play Dwarves. If I'm going to play something short, I'm just going to play a Halfling or a Gnome. So... I, I have I have one time played a Dwarven Defender. Uh, he made it one session before I begged for somebody to let me play something different. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let's begin. Uh, the Duelist. The Duelist is a nimble, uh, intelligent fighter trained in making precise attacks with light weapons. Uh, they, have a base, they have a base attack requirement. Uh, the requirements are base attack bonus plus six, perform three ranks, tumble five ranks, feats dodge mobility, and when finesse. Uh, so you're probably going to be uh you could be a fighter rogue ranger you can even be a, I, I wouldn't suggest being a bard for this but you could do it it would take a while you'd be at what like level 10 or something whereas as a fighter you could take it at six or seven yeah, yeah or even yeah. the rogue at like seven or eight or something like that yeah um, uh then you get the hit dice of d10 you have skill points of int of 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 four plus your intelligence modifier, so if you're a bard or a rogue, you're taking a, a drastic hit here. Uh, that isn't very good. Uh, but if you are a fighter, you are getting a bonus, because I believe fighters only get two plus their intelligence modifier. Uh, Rangers, everything stays the same, so this is a, this is going to be a prestige class, not so much about roleplay, not so much about doing cool things, we're just kind of going for a straight combat build, so you're probably not going to care far too much about your skill points. Yep, easy enough. So let's get into those class features then. Uh, so looking at it, we got armor and weapon proficiency. Like just about every other thing we've read, uh, you get simple and martial weapons, but no armor or no shield. So whatever you came with, that's what you get. Uh, that's the thing, if you wanted to use heavy armor, remember it does hurt your decks. It, it, uh, it puts a cap on your decks, but you could still use it hypothetically if you want. Um, so then moving into you get uncanny defense. So when you're not wearing armor or using a shield, so basically nothing, uh, a duelist adds one point of intelligence bonus uh, per duelist class to your decks. Uh, bonus to modify armor class while wielding a weapon. Wow, that is freaking wordy. Yeah, that, okay. is, that, is, that is similar to the monk, except you're adding your intelligence instead of your wisdom. Ah, okay, so that makes sense. So yeah, so you get to add your intelligence um, as long as you're not wearing any armor. Uh, however, looking at this, I mean, just this ability right here, as Austin had said, it's very similar to the monk. I would just use a monk. I don't know why you wouldn't just use a monk if you don't want to wear armor. Monk's already pretty busted. Its prestiges are pretty freaking busted. Um, the reason you, you would, the reason a... you wouldn't use a monk is you would be doing a roleplay thing because this doesn't have any uh, alignment specifications, while uh, monk requires uh, you to still remain lawful. I can see that. All right. What do we got, Austin? Uh, improved reaction. At second level, a duist gains a plus two bonus on initiative checks. At eighth level, the bonus increases to plus four. This bonus, uh, this bonus stacks with any benefit improved by by the proved initiative feat. So, without using your dexterity at all, at the eighth level, of this prestige class, you get a plus. You could easily have a plus eight to your improved uh, to your initiative score. So, yeah. most likely, your initiative modifier will be like. A 15? That is... So you're going first. 
as long as you don't roll like ones and twos, you are without a doubt uh, going first. Uh, Then there is uh, enhanced mobility when wearing no armor and using no shield. The duelist gains an additional plus four bonus to AC against attacks of opportunity when she moves out of a threatened square. Oh, so so this actually would be so because this because of this and this ability alone, I wouldn't build any character. I wouldn't use the duelist for any character except for a rogue character because that is going to make getting into flanking so easy because you're going to have high dexterities and you get all these bonuses to your uh, AC and then all of a sudden uh, moving and positioning no longer hurts you. Uh, that's pretty freaking that's pretty freaking good. I would I would enjoy that as a rogue character. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely could see that would be interesting. Uh, going in at fourth level, you get Grace. A duelist gains additional plus two competence bonus on all reflex saving throws. This ability functions for duelists only when they're knowing wearing no armor and no shield. Uh, so again, I can see for role paving purposes why you'd want to do this. Um, basically, it's you want to play something similar to a monk, but without actually being a monk. Um, but something to take into account if you're trying to play your, you know, slippery assassin style character rogue, uh, you know, and you get that flanking, you kind of have that. You might just be better off playing an assassin and abusing flank mechanics. That uh, is just something to consider because we're not getting uh, as cool as it is to have those improved, um, you know, ability to move out of the way, uh, the ability to get into flanking. Um, the best part of flanking is that you get those sweet, sweet sneak attack bonuses because your opponent's considered um, flat-footed or whatever the phrase for it is. Um, and you're not actually getting any bonuses to your sneak attack in this class at all. Yeah, this class feels more like you'd want to be like the social rogue and you'd want to be like those old swashbucklers in like, um, the, like the Musketeers movies. Where you're kind of like the more like savant, talkative person, but then you also have all these combat things. But then that feels weird for having a class that gets no bonuses to like their their uh to their skills, which is where you're gonna get all those nice bonuses to your role playing class. And also that plus four on skill points is just abysmal. Yeah. I mean that's <laughs> I mean it it already hurt it already feels bad when you're the bard and you're getting a plus six and that rogue is sitting over there with a plus eight. But when you want to be the social character and you're taking a hit, so no matter which way you go about it, that does not feel... That's not going to feel good at the end of the day. Uh, precise Strike, though. At 5th level, a duelist gains the ability to strike precisely with a light or one-handed piercing weapon, uh, gaining an extra d6 added to her normal damage roll when making a precise strike. A duelist cannot attack with a weapon in her other hand or use a shield. Uh, so basically, this is going for the whole, like, fencing. Probably going to be using a rapier for this character. A duelist precise strike only works against living creatures with uh, discernible autonomies. Any creature that is immune to critical hits, including undead, constructs, oozes, plants, or incorporeal creatures, is not vulnerable to the precise strike. And any item or ability that protects a creature from critical hits, such as armor with the fortification special ability, also protects the creature from precise strike. Uh, at 10th level, the extra damage from precise strike is increased to 2d6. So what I read is this thing is cool, but useless. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is actually something that uh, I think it's worth taking a moment on. This is kind of a problem with 3.5, a little in general, um, which has been addressed definitely a lot later on, is that so many abilities have really big limiters to them. And though it's important to have limiters, um, they're kind of rough. So, like, you know, it doesn't work on, like, the undead thing, for example. Like, you can't crit on undead, um, which is cool, but as a player... Uh, if I'm playing a crit-based character and we fight an undead, you know, army, uh, it's a really boring encounter. Like, everything you have is basically irrelevant. Uh, and so that's something that is important to remember about a lot of this. So it's cool that he gets the extra damage on every hit, but there's a long list of stuff you can't actually damage. And it's all of, like, constructs, oozes, plants undead that's a lot of the Uh, cool monsters like as a person who likes to put my people in 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 more like i would say my campaigns are probably 60 40 6 fighting 40 role play because i like the way players work with environments i like designing the encounters and i like making my players fight cool and interesting monsters and most of those are oozes plants and undead uh with a few constructs thrown in those are the cool things that the dm's going to want to send at you so if you want to fight cool things this ability will do nothing for you but if you just want a campaign where you're doing nothing but finding your generic hoodlum in the streets of your city i guess that sounds that sounds like a campaign that would end in two sessions because everyone would be bored to death yeah, all right. So at sixth level, they get acrobatic charge. A duelist gains the ability to charge into situations where others cannot. They may charge over difficult terrain that would normally slow movement. This enables you to run down steep stairs, leap from a balcony, or tumble over tables to get her charge target. Depending on the circumstance, they still may need to make the appropriate checks, jump, tumble, uh, to successfully move over the terrain. So it's actually something that's kind of... It's interesting because you do do a good amount of charging sometimes in D&D, and that can be interesting. Um, but this ability kind of feels like it's in a semi-strange place um, because it says, like, jumping downstairs and leaping from balconies. But that's kind of what the tumble skill already does. Um, so it's good that it specifies a little closer uh, and it gives you specific examples of what you can do. But it kind of feels like an irrelevant thing to have written. Um, they could have just fixed it with, you get a plus five bonus to all tumble checks. Well, uh, the reason it is, is you jump. just, is you can't char, is the reason it is, is the way the charge rules written in 3.5 is that you have to be in a straight line. You can't be going around things. You can't be moving left or right. You can't go up or down. It is written as you have to be in a straight line on like basically flat ground. So this allows you to like jump from the rafters and strike somebody. This is they're 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 going for that whole like balcony barroom fight where the people are like swinging from the chandeliers, poking each other with rapiers, sliding down the banister to like stab people. Uh, but still, it it feels it doesn't feel like I would use this like ever. Yeah, yeah I'm, no. I'm with you on that one. I see what they're going for, and I know like technically why they wrote it but i I just i just feel like the d i just feel like you could convince your dm to give you a very high tumble check or a jump check and that they would go through like pretty much any dm would do that a lot of this really feels like like forcing your dm to accept the rule of cool except in turn you get really bad abilities (laughs) oh 
Well, let's see if elaborate parry is any good. At the at 7th level and higher, the duelist chooses to fight defensively or use total defense in melee combat. She gains an additional plus 1 dodge to AC for each level the duelist has. So, once again, you are just making yourself harder to hit. This is this is the boring side of the monk without the cool side of the monk attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if if it, if you just want to be the the suave character that is really hard to hit, just play a fighter and don't use charisma as your dump stat. That's all you need, bro. Because if I if I'm reading this correctly, you don't even get any extra skills. Yeah, you don't. You don't get any additional skills. You have no extra uh, class skills. So I mean, you could just use. Uh, like somebody with like high charisma and just like be a fighter i would actually rather be a ranger than this character i would actually i would i would honestly rather just do a level 20 ranger than this character <laughs> at this point uh it feels like it captures the the mentality a bit more so at our final ability hopefully coming in cool deflect arrows at ninth level the duelist gains the ability to deflect arrows feet so this is something that we need to talk about. Um, and here's the reason. First of all, Deflect Arrows is cool, but you're going to never use it. Like, very rarely uh, is it worth using. I have it's actually never cool. read Deflect Arrows. It's one of those abilities where it's cool, and it, it's neat. It's very flavorful. But if you're going to use it, you really have to make sure your DM is giving you opportunities to use it. But then at that point, there's no point for them putting an arrow person because it's no longer a challenge. And it's kind of this, like, crappy balance. Um, but... That's not the bad part about this. The real bad part is that this is your ninth level ability. I mean, you should be crazy with your ninth level ability. Your ninth level ability, you should be able to fireball, you know, a whole building. You should be like crazy, crazy abilities. Like Deathstroke, I believe, is the assassin tenth or ninth ability, like we had talked about earlier, which is basically an instant kill. This one, its final ability is you get a feat. Wow. If you were a fighter, you would have got that at almost every level. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to know something that I forgot that makes your point um, even uh, even worse? That, that? that makes you that makes that makes your point even stronger. It makes his ability worse. Uh, reading the three point five official D and D wiki. Uh, special note for the deflect arrows feat: a monk may select deflect arrows as their bonus monk feat at level. Two, even if they don't meet the pre uh, prerequisites, a fighter may select deflect arrows as any of his fighter bonus feats. <laughs> so it's a monk level two ability, but they're trying to sell me that this is somehow worthy of my of my of my final of my final piece of cool. Yeah. So just to <laughs> clarify a hundred more times, this thing is a crappy monk. And look, if I were you and you wanted to do this and you want to be a cool kind of dexterous character talk to your dm sit him down at a table buy him some coffee and tell him look i want to play a monk but i don't like being a pious character so see if you can get them to let you play a monk abilities with a different backstory <laughs> and i guarantee you'll have 100 percent time more fun <sighs> and tell your dm he goes no i don't think you should do that that sounds pretty unbalanced and then show him this and if he still thinks it's unbalanced then you're getting a new dm that's my official statement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even even my DM 
like my like when I talk to my DM about this episode, he goes, "But yeah, you can get really, really, really it'll become really hard to hit, and you can kill everything." I'm like, "Yes, being like a monk." I'm like, "But uh, <laughs> like, but am I having fun? And why am I not just playing a monk or a fighter?" He kind of just, he kind of blankly stared at me, and then just started drinking whiskey. <laughs> Something to consider too is, uh, this is a prestige class. The monk is a base class. You get everything you get here plus more as the monk. You also get your stunning fist, your furry blows, all that. And then 